Hello everyone, welcome to episode 9. This is the home edition slash bedroom version. guys must be wondering why I'm in this bedroom. Well, it's because um, Naveen is busy with some work he has to do. I've also had a very, not I'm also, I've had a very busy day today. I had a bunch of uh, conference calls <laughs> and a lot of brand calls. And uh, I've also been preparing for the marketing of my Netflix special is coming out next month. So that's um, taking up most of my time. And I was wondering, it'll be cool if I um, shoot the episode in the layer that is known as my bedroom. Uh, I've switched on the AC because Bombay has become so unbearably hot that I could not do this without the AC. And I don't know why I feel a lot of guilt for <laughs> switching on the AC during the day because, you know, I wasn't raised that way. But if you can hear clearly, carefully, my AC leaks. So I put a bucket. And that bucket collects the water. I apparently, apparently, what's happening to my mouth today? I might have gone fully or insane. I apparently can sleep through anything. So um, I have actually slept through an entire storm. I think four years ago when Gun and I used to live together, I slept through a storm <laughs> and then I woke up and then Gun was like, man, that was crazy. I was like, what? What is crazy? Like, dude, there was a storm. And like trees have fallen and I was like, oh, so I can sleep through that pluck, pluck, pluck through the whole night. Uh, And I don't know, I find it very meditative. It's kind of like those things, you know, where you can, um, in in Kerala, my auntie's house, I think you can hear it now. (laughs) My sound guy is going to be like, why are you increasing my work? You can probably hear this fan and you can hear the bucket and the birds. So anyway, you know, I was saying in Kerala, I have my auntie's house. There's a fan that makes the most amazing sound, which is like a... And that just puts me to sleep. I think fan sound and one blanket, as you can see, blanket. It's in the blanket on it. This is my um, blue blanket, which I thought was blue, but apparently it's pink. I have, I don't know what color it is. I can see, I can see most colors, but I can't see this one. And that's my extra white one. For, you know, <laughs> if I have company. <laughs> okay, that's disgusting. Yeah, I hope you like my uh, bedroom setup. So when I was thinking about doing the long recording of me talking, I initially spoke to Avish and he was very against me doing it in the studio. He was like, you should do it in the room. And uh, I agreed with him and I was contemplating what to do, but now I have no choice. I have to do it at home. My house is not ideal because of because during the lockdown, this place is damn peaceful. Like there's no vehicles anywhere. It's pretty. You can see like nature outside. But when the lockdown wasn't there, there's always some freaking biker or auto rickshaw going through. So you can't can't hear shit, buddy. Hmm? Um, I hope you guys are doing okay during the lockdown. I don't know how many days it's been. I stopped counting. 
I'm I'm just waiting for April to finish, and then May is going to be the new challenge. This is what twenty third. I'm recording this on a Thursday. Let's see, man. Let's see. Today was a heavy day. I got up. I made breakfast, tea, and then I made some dal and karela fry. Navin helped me cut the stuff. Sweet fellow. Karela didn't come out so good, and uh, you know, but uh, we ate it anyway because we're sweet. And I like karela. I didn't like it before. Now I do. It's one of those joyous things where the things I used to hate as a child, I have grown to love now. Hayden Melroy. Are you are you from some soap opera? Melroy sounds like Hayden Melroy sounds like the guy that every girl wants to date, but he doesn't like the most popular girl. He likes the least popular girl, and then the most popular girl hates the. Oh, is this the plot of Mean Girls? It is. I feel that I'm becoming more emotionally detached as I grow older. Ah, uh, tell me about it, bro. It's like I'm only attached to my family and cannot have an emotional connect with anyone outside. This kind of seems scary at times. Also, not asking for an advice. Just want to know your thoughts on this. Love the talk show, which is not a podcast. Man, helps me with the lockdown. Thank you so much, Melroy. I'm glad it helps. You don't want my advice, right? Not gonna give it, bro. It's scary, dude. I agree, but um, I'm not a, a licensed psychologist or therapist. But if you stop feeling emotional. bonds with most people i think that's like a warning sign that you need to introspect doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you just go for some therapy or do some sessions online or talk to someone and figure out why when you don't feel happy about the things you used to that's a warning sign that's why i started going for therapy when i used to love i still do i love doing comedy And traveling, and I stopped liking that, and I was like, "This is not okay." <laughs> It's the only thing I love, and if that's gone, I don't have anything left. So I went for therapy, and I realized I was just overworked. As simple as that. And you need that. It seems very obvious, but you need the liability of answering yourself to someone. So I think my therapist was that person where. I had to be honest with her, and I don't think we are honest with ourselves. And uh, a professional therapist has her techniques to do that. So, um, you know, you're attached to your family. That's great, dude. That, that's good. That's a good sign. Maybe you're just having. I was talking to a friend, and he was going through a bad time. He was going through a breakup, and he was telling me how he's contemplating everything. in his life and he's like am i am i on the right path and i don't like myself and who am i do you like me do you like anything i do who am i and i don't know what he's going through but i just told him that you know when you are feeling great everything else seems great like when you're happy you love your job and when you are sad everything sucks and you're like oh everything in the world sucks man even this lunch sucks food sucks sleep sucks but when you're happy everything is incredible you're like wow look at that bird so i think you know the obvious thing is that nothing changes just you and this is a no way to say that if you're depressed be like just be happy i'm just saying that anytime you start having these blanket feelings about a lot of things I start realizing that oh, it's an internal thing. 
maybe like if i just hate everything or if i don't like anyone i'm just like it can't be everybody it's something that's going on with me and that's helped me melroy and melroy don't take your feelings lightly i'm glad that you noticed this it's great man a lot of people don't do that they think their feelings don't matter actually some people think their feelings matter a lot <laughs> that's also a problem but uh, melroy i hope you get that girl in high school man koshi say cheese Koshi, you are just begging me to make fun of you, so I won't. Uh, Koshi, I don't know if you're if you're a guy or a girl. Who knows? Hey, Kenny, how important is it to be an extrovert if your career is in the art and media field? I'm 28 years old, but I still cannot talk and connect to people at a personal level. The few friends I have, I had all have alienated from me, and I feel that I come across as a very boring and uninteresting to people. This has affected my career since I rely upon making connections with people to land my next gig. Thank you for whatever you're doing in these videos is one of the few things that's keeping me sane at this point in life. You're an inspiration. God bless. Oh my God. Why are you so sweet? Thank you so much. I'm so glad that this makes a dif difference. And it's hard for me to also record this during the lockdown because I'm also trying to stay, stay sane. But you know, messages like this I'm like, okay, just do one more. Just do it. I'm really sorry, man, you're going through this. And this is a very big thing. It's not so easy to just suddenly become this guy who's... By the way, it's a skill. Uh, I think all of us are too hard on ourselves. It's a skill to be good at talking to people. Just like how someone can play the guitar and someone is good at um cooking it's a skill that you can learn it is not something that comes naturally so i think you're so upset with yourself because you think it comes naturally and easily to some people <laughs> it does but just like most skills but you can work on it and you don't have to become an extroverted person to be good at meeting people and connecting with them also the definition of extrovert and introvert is very it's too extreme I know this ambivert also, but uh, I was reading this paper on, they did an analysis on stand-up comedians compared to actors. It was a mind-blowing um, result. They, they, they found out that stand-up comedians are the only people who can pretend or channelize being an extrovert and then come out of it and become an introvert while actors are genuinely extroverted. Just to elaborate, they're not pretending to be extroverted. They can genuinely become extroverted for a period of time, do stand-up, and then genuinely become an introvert. I don't know if that makes sense but to you, but it's incredible that comedians can do that. And it makes a lot of sense because when I'm on stage, I feel like an extrovert, genuinely, and I love it. And I'm being fueled by the audience. But when I'm off stage, I'm genuinely an introvert. And they don't mix at all. While actors are mostly extroverted people and derive joy from, from meeting people and they get energy from them. And there's also this interesting study that the comedians um, face more negative emotions because they're alone in it. Like an actor, when he's successful, can share it with the directors, the uh, production people and everyone in the in the crew but when they also fail they can share that failure with the entire team 
comedians are not like that they have all the success and they have all the failure because it's i'm not saying that there are not other people helping them but on stage it's them and they wrote it and they're performing it so the pain of success and the pain of failure is too intense for comedians so anyway so the point i was making was you don't have to just become a new person to connect to people at a personal level or to be better at your job i don't know what your job is you didn't specify that but for example if you're a production manager and you have to talk to everybody you can treat it like so i go into stand up comedian mode when i'm on stage it's not me it's a part of me it's also a a part of me that is being paid to be that way tell yourself i'm going to be this personality that is going to be talk to people not take things personally is very open minded very polite and a good listener because my job wants me to be this person and needs me to be this person and switch out of it the moment your job's done and practice doing that and a lot of people cast this in saying that i'm not this person uh, i don't want to change who i am you know you you are an incredibly complex person nothing you do will change who you are talking to people being more open won't change you and it's going to be very scary because you're trying to change who you your usual habits so i would say that i worked on it dude and i'm still not good at it and it pisses me off when i see people <laughs> who can do it so easily but then there are a lot of things i can do easily that they can't so you know that's how it works life isn't fair and that's the best thing about life abhishek cherian samalu fellow ask how do you look up hey do you look up not how do you look up i look up like this but, or are you a fan of any indian american comedian like aziz ansari rasul peters hasan minaj of course i am i'm a fan of all of them uh not seen much of aziz but a fan huge fan of rasul peters and hasan minaj recently become a fan because of peter act peter act is one of the most well written well produced well performed shows by a comedian currently it's and he does it so often i don't know how he does it it's like a new stand up special every show it's amazing like the light cues and the quality of production and his the the landing of his jokes and his stage presence is i liked him more in peter act than his special which is also awesome but man he's he's nailing it russell peters is god and lot of people i know even like dude he's not a funny okay i'm like he is he is he's he's so funny and he's the one that made comedy mainstream and he's done so much for indian comedy i've never had the fortune of meeting him but man like he was revolutionary and i've read his book and if you read his book you realize how hard and how long he's struggled to reach where he has and he deserves all of it he had a similar path um youtube is what made him huge and that made me value youtube more so and um, aziz i haven't seen much but i saw his new special i i liked it i liked his old special as well i just want to see more indian comedians who also have the indian accent uh i don't know if that's me being stupid but i think they've been raised in america so i still feel like they're americans they're american indians but i would love to see an indian comedian um killing it uh on the stage you know that's what i would look up to 
I look up to a lot of people, man, and and it's really nice to look up to people because they are kind of fighting the battles that you haven't yet, and you can like, I'll learn from this. I learn so much from uh, Tanmay. You know, when I watch him and what he's gone through, there's so many life lessons there that I can just learn from instead of going through it like an idiot. I'm like, oh, see what he's gone through and learn from it. Um, how he built a company, how he manages so many different formats, how he's a great businessman. Really cool, really cool guy. Hope that answers your question, Abhishek. Ritika Hewale. What what is Hewale? What is that? Huh? Okay, so this is a relationship question, which is my favorite. I love this shiz. Uh, most of the relationship questions are very stupid. No offense, but I I like her. She doesn't like me. I like him. He doesn't. All that. This I like this stuff. This is some complicated shit. What an incredible episode! Thank you. Made my day. Well, my question is: There's a friend of mine who's in a relationship since four years, but recently maybe she just felt a little attraction to some other guy, and she's very feeling very guilty about it. Ooh. She's even started questioning her love for her boyfriend and getting confused between the two guys, even though the other guy has no idea about her thoughts. Holy shit! So, what can be the remedy or breakthrough from this? Breakthrough, because her current boyfriend is the best for her, and I don't want their thing to end. First of all, that's so sweet that you do you want your friends to be happy, and you don't want the relationship to end. I love this topic. I had gone through a similar situation where I was in a relationship, and I developed feelings for someone else, and I felt so guilty because I'm kind of old school in some areas, and I was just like, if I have a girlfriend, she's the only one I love, and how can I have feelings for someone else? And I felt this immense guilt. I felt like a piece of shit person, and I couldn't forgive myself. And then I spoke to my therapist, and my therapist said something wonderful. She said. You will fall in love, or will have feelings for many people at once. That's just how it is. It doesn't mean that you love your girlfriend less. It doesn't mean that you are a bad person, because I didn't do it consciously. It happened. But the key thing she said is, don't act on it. That's what differentiates good and bad is. You can't, you can't feel bad about what you think and what you feel. You know, if you hate someone and you don't have any logical reason, it's okay. But don't act on it. Then that makes you, you know, do a bad action. So, if your friend she has feelings for another guy, is she acting on it? Is she proactively going out of her way to spend time with this other guy? Then it's a bad thing because then she. Is making sure that the feelings get stronger. Also, she's been dating for four years, so I guess some taking for grantedness has kicked in, which is very natural. I'm sure that guy has also taken her for granted sometime, her boyfriend. But yeah, it's okay. Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't feel guilty. And um, maybe you guys are distancing, like the boyfriend and the girlfriend are being a little distance. Hence, there was more room. To get emotionally attracted to someone else, or maybe everything's perfect and this this happened anyway, not her fault. Acting on it would be weird. And 
another friend of mine had told me this similar situation where a friend liked someone else even though she was dating but she was continuously talking to the other person and the girlfriend was getting upset and i'm just like and and then the person was like well i'm not doing anything wrong i'm just talking i'm like you know what you're doing you know what you're doing you know you know that you are dating someone and you like this other person and you're talking to them because you like them like that's not cool would you like it if they did that to you would you like it if the one you were dating was talking to someone else and they clearly liked them and you know it was developing into more than just a platonic non emotional relationship no right you would feel bad so just don't lie to yourself and be honest and it might get a little ugly and there might be some trust issues but man if you get through this you can get through anything acting on it is the weird thing so don't worry buddy hmm ritika hmm hilwale hilwale <laughs> not hilwale hilwale mountainia le jayenge that is such a shri thing please ignore i said that Ritiani, you guys are just making up names over. Okay, hey Kenny, you are right about cats. <laughs> the most fearsome of the world's big cats, the tiger, shares ninety-five point six percent of his DNA with humans. Cute and furry companion, domestic cats. Google says so, not me. Okay, thank you for the fact. Speaking of tigers, have you seen Tiger King? That's some good shiz, yo. That's some good shiz. <laughs> oh man, what a show! Please watch it if you haven't. freaking awesome tigers are not bad but lack sentimentality yo i wasn't talking about tigers i was talking about domesticated cats recently i had two little bunnies some cats came and ate them oh. okay that was unbearable for me cats are not loyal holy shit man wait why is in cats are not loyal are they your cats but then you say some cats came and ate them I'm so sorry that your bunnies were eaten by Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm sorry I'm not laughing at you. I'm just like Jesus. I usually laugh when I don't know how to react to something very messed up. Poor guy, he was so gone in to I don't know where he keeps his bunnies to feed them and cats are eating them. <laughs> Holy shit. Do that way even dogs kill cats, huh? So, I don't I don't think you should hate cats because they kill you, but dogs. My dog used to kill pigeons and shit, and it was very messed up. Animals just do that; they don't think about killing other things that seriously. I just don't like cats, and if you have a problem with it, I don't care. And I will say a lot of outrageous things, and if you take it seriously, I will make you feel worse because you're the idiot to take what I'm saying very seriously. And if you do take me seriously, I hope. There are no consequences to it, so don't take my advice. That's what I keep saying. Don't take my advice, man. I don't know your story, bro. I don't know your story. Pranati Kavi says, "What part of sketch comedy is the most challenging?" I had watched Sketchy Behavior live in Mumbai, first show, and we were actually first in line to get in. Did you or were you able to improvise anything for the second show? Was there a different energy between the audience of both shows? How did it impact your performance? Since it was a scripted act, love you, Kenny. I love you too, Pranati. The reason I took up this question was because it's such a big irony when when we do stand up, which is so scripted and to the point where our hand movements are the same, our tone of that word is the same, our rhythm is the same. People like 
This is improvised, man. He came with it right now. Huh? No, dude. We took hours and hours and hours of open mics and stage time to make it that natural and that good and that funny. But when I do improv, when I've done improv on stage, which is you take suggestions from the audience and you do it on the spot, people say it's scripted. And I'm like, make up your mind. It's not. That, that is improv. Now, it, in terms of sketchy behavior, which is a sketch show, which is a live sketch show, which is a huge difference from sketch show like Key and Peel. Key and Peel, which used to come on Comedy Central, is a, is a fiction sketch show. Like it's short with cameras, not in front of an audience. While sketchy behavior, which is on Amazon Prime, awesome show, check it out. That is in front of a live audience. So that restricts us in two ways. We can't have too many elaborate costume changes, location changes, because, you know, we're in a venue. And third, that you can't have a video title to explain the sketch, right? Which is what most online comedy is now. Waiting for your girlfriend to call and then you just do the joke. But what if you have to explain waiting for your girlfriend to call in the video? So just like that with sketch comedy, when you watch the sketch, you have to establish what it's about through dialogue and not just turning to audience and be like, this sketch is about girlfriends. You have to show it, not see it. Kind of like film. And you have to have the sketch most probably in the same timeline unless you go through time and the same location. You can't change too much. So that was very challenging for us. But that also gave us a direction for the show that we're going we're doing live sketch comedy <clears throat> now it's very scripted of course but since we were touring the show and trying to add jokes if in a show i improvise or canon improvised we used to add that to the script but when you i think did you come for the taping you said mumbai right first show okay i don't know if you came with the taping we didn't change anything we didn't improvise because our director neville was like please don't improvise i need the camera to point for certain lines um which is true you know like if you improvise and suddenly change a position the lighting is off the camera guy doesn't know where you're gonna go um so when for taping we do exactly the same show twice in case we lose something in the first show or we mess up something but in when we're not recording the show when we're not taping it um yeah, man, the whole reason we're doing sketch comedy and stand-up is because it's for fun. And my favorite thing to do in the whole world is to make my co-actor break. Now, the definition of break is when break character. So if Khan is playing a character and I'm playing a character, if I do something improvised and funny, he breaks character because he didn't expect me to say it. So it's my favorite thing to do in the whole world. I do that in every show I'm in. It brings me a lot of joy because not only do I want the audience to have a good time, it makes me very happy when the person in front of me is having a good time. And then they tend to try to make me break. So it's just like a happy environment. I love I love doing that. It makes me very happy. Thank you, Pranati Kavi. Oh, you're also... Macha, I've been selecting Mal- Malayalis, dude. I didn't know, okay, honestly. I guess I just gravitate towards them. We have a question from Shivam Sari. Hi, Kenny. First of all, I won't tell you that listening to the long recording of you talking, correct? Makes me instantly happy and pleasant. So thanks a lot, man. You guys are too sweet, okay? You make me cry and all. My question is, can make fun of someone or offending them be justified in the name of comedy? 
In other words, what is the thin line between by which you differentiate differentiate jokes from insults? For example, many popular comedy shows in India involve jokes around people's physical and mental traits. Is it justified to make fun of people in that sense? Thank you, Shivam. You don't realize what a what a rabbit hole you have started. You have rolled us into. Okay, I don't know how to use that expression well. Is it wrong to say offensive things in the name of comedy? Uh. You know, comedy is based. Stand-up comedy is based on the audience reaction. They have to have a good time. Most of the time, people get offended because they've seen that video of it. They're not in the room. Mostly, people see a video of something out of context and get offended. But if you're in the room, you usually know the context that hey, this is a comedy show. Hey, this is a comedian. And some comedians are brutal. They will come and they'll make fun of how you look. how you sound um yeah just things you can't control and you know i feel that if you come into a comedy show that you should be open to anything i went to a new york uh, the comedy cellar in new york we were sitting in the front row and this white comedian comes out he looks at us five indians and he says you know we should report the first table because you know if you see something say something and if you see something say something is the new york subway slogan for if you see a bomb or suspicious activity it could be a terrorist so if you see something say something so he indirectly called us terrorists because we were brown did i feel bad a little bit but did i get offended i'm like no the audience laughed they all had a good time and i'm like dude we were asking for we were sitting in the front row we were eating a lot and he he looked at us and made a oh, you are brown you must be terrorist joke No I I it'll be stupid of me to be offended and be like this is wrong you should not do this if he had become if he was more brutal than what I can handle I would have become more sad but then I would not go for his next show but me going out of my way to let everyone know that he's a piece of shit don't go for him is I think a bit extreme and his intention was to make people laugh and if he was being racist I hope he realizes in the future that it's not nice it's kind of like a democracy where we will push the boundary as much as you let us so if you want dark jokes here you go dark jokes if you want family jokes family jokes and it's like a cycle like i in the beginning of my career used to do super clean jokes so i got super clean audiences and then i tend to start talking more naturally how i am in real life which is like you know a um an f word thrown here and there and i felt more comfortable and more real after doing that and my audience has changed and uh, also i don't get an audience who's above 16 in my show or above 15 in my show the other comics do right so you attract what you say so i personally don't make fun of someone being fat or dark or fair or thin or whatever i don't not because i think is wrong is is that I don't enjoy doing it but if another comedian does it I think it's fine cuz it's freedom of speech and freedom of speech means that you can say whatever you want but there are also consequences to it which is maybe you won't get a lot of people coming to your show cuz you're very offensive but that does not mean you shouldn't say it cuz then that's like a rabbit hole then you have to then what is the rule okay you start controlling what comedians say then you start controlling what people say online and then you have a dictatorship blah 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 
only good things come out of freedom of speech and if things go bad we can contest it in court because we have a legal process <laughs> i know the legal process is messed up but you know we have to try <laughs> dictatorship is not the answer finally the last question of the episode um taksha kidare says i especially like the videos from the indo setting thank you i didn't have a choice it feels really casual and helps to connect with all that is being said and for the question have you noticed that most of the apps that we use have a certain color palette like red blue yellow i read somewhere that companies use these colors because they are more likable to humans it's like hypnotizing the customer to buy the stuff you're selling i don't know maybe yes maybe you know what do you think about it you are right there's something called color science and color psychology the color green for example is very soothing to the eyes because nature that's why hospitals have green beds and green painted on their walls um red tends to create nervousness and alerts us because it we are programmed to associate red with blood but that also makes us very alert that's why stop signs are red um so there is a proper psychology behind color design and color science and color psychology yeah i i it's i'm guessing that you're coming from a tone of oh my god are they tricking us hypnotizing us that's happening all the time advertising is using human psychology against you so don't worry taksha it's normally you've just started peeling the layers of how like symmetry is liked by human beings that's why some models are considered to be attractive is because the face is symmetrical they're not hypnotizing you they're just like doing reverse engineering and finding out what we like safed rasgulla responds he he definitely has noticed bro he's color blind you know what safed rasgulla i want to shove a rasgulla up your safed butt this fellow is nicely anonymous that's why he's saying all this and taksha has her real picture up that's why she's asking a sensible question so safed rasgulla i will find you and i will shove rasgulla up you um please google what colorblind means i can't see shades of green and blue but i can see the other colors i can see this wonderful color what color is it i don't know uh yellow um so yeah thank you taksha for that question man all these burps are coming from somewhere bro is my ac still leaking nice so it's going to be 5:22 i'm going to make some chai do my evening ritual and uh yeah have a good day Hope you guys have a good week and thank you so much for the love and support for the long recording of me talking. You can hear this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um Stitcher, anywhere you want as an audio version as well. Thank you for watching me. Like, share and subscribe. Please write your questions in the comments below. If you want to be anonymous, you can Instagram DM me. I will try my best to get take your questions and answer them. You have been very lovely and your support has been tremendous and please make your friends watch it share it with everybody you are great <laughs> I don't know how to end this thank you so much for watching uh, you have been listening and watching me from my bedroom until next time guys bye bye tata -ta.